somebody, if you were, and, and I know you coach, uh, you coach uh, entrepreneurs on this, but if somebody's trying to figure out who do I hire first, uh, and let's say it's a real estate um, wholesaling business, and they're looking to start leveraging people, how would you tell them to go about looking at, do they hire a sales acquisition manager? Do they hire a COO, integrator, transaction coordinator, admin? What would be your process on that? So you always want to look at your weaknesses. Number one, in an organization, you want to hire your weaknesses, play to your strengths. Don't try to develop your weaknesses. Don't try to develop anybody else's weaknesses. You fill those in with other people with those strengths. So you have to look at that first and foremost. The other thing you have to look at is, what am I doing over and over and over that's taking up so much time that I could easily put off on somebody else? And usually with most wholesalers, that's going to be the contract administration following that transaction process. So what I tell most people in the wholesale world and the flipping business is you need an office manager slash administrative assistant slash executive assistant slash transaction coordinator slash marketing slash slash slash. You need somebody who can wear a bunch of hats that's willing to come on with you and help you grow that business, take on whatever they can take on and take all the administrative load off you. Most great wholesalers are great salespeople. Great salespeople are not good administrators. So uh, that's usually the highest and best use of that first hire is to take everything off your plate administratively so you can focus on getting deals done. And, you know, beyond that, uh, once you've got that administrator in place, then it's usually going to be an acquisition person that can also be the analyst, that can also be the dispositions. So you, you can absolutely have, if your systems are set up correctly, which I teach everybody, get your buyers first. All right, make sure you've got a robust list of qualified, serious buyers so that you're, you've got a clearing house, right? Um, you know, think about Amazon without any customers, okay? They can have the cheapest products in the world, but if they don't have that customer base, they've got nothing. What are all these social media companies doing nowadays? They're going out and they're spending money building a list and acquiring customers so that then they've got somebody to advertise and sell to. So as a wholesaler, the value, it's not in the deal, it's in that list. You need a big list of buyers and you need different kind of buyers, buy and hold, um, subject to, uh, you know, like Chris Prefontaine, people that do the lease option stuff. You need buyers for different types of product. You need real estate agents, right? So that if it's a retail deal, you can funnel it to them and get a marketing fee, or if you have a license or referral fee. So you want a nice robust buyers list so that you know when you're standing in front of that seller, that deal's sold. You know it's sold, whether it's a whatever. You can help them get that property sold. So there's ways to leverage that. Um, so buyers list, then that, uh, uh, that acquisitions person can now also be a disposition because if you've got a big buyer's list, once they've negotiated a deal with the seller and they know that deal inside and out, then all they got to do is just put it out to the buyers and it's done. The transaction office manager, administrator, transaction court, they can take it from there. So you can really scale a company with two people, yourself and two other people very quickly, very fast uh, by doing it that way. And then, then it just adds the layers from there as each person gets maxed out. And depending on your organization and how you're, how you're operating and what it is that you're doing, wholesaling versus flipping, it kind of grows and scales from there. 